Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? What are we talking about, week five or four? I love when it gets to the part of the season where we don't know what week it is. It is week five. Is it really? It is week five, yeah. Okay, so I just did my rankings in Fantasy Pros, and it told me I was in week four. Yeah, that's that why you got a tough week. Any sense. Okay, yeah, tough week for me. Anyway, welcome to Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon on the other side of the screen. What's going on? Uh, and it is week five. It's late week five. It is a Thursday. Uh, I don't know what's up with me and Rick and having these busy butt Thursdays, but I don't think we've had a starts and sit show out on time all season. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not always one of us. Well, we'll try our best in the future to actually record on the days we're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so yeah, football on tonight should be interesting. What do we got? Rams, Seahawks. Yep, Rams, Seahawks. Do we pick any players from that game? Oh, uh, oh, 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 I think we did. I think we did. Did we? Oh, we did. We got one. So if if you hear this after, whatever. <laughs> it releases like five minutes yeah. before game time. I apologize. Whatever. Whatever, buddy. I don't know. Maybe you could. You go find another wide receiver. Yeah, I'll go see if we can get an extra one. Yeah, get that out of here. It was going to be Bob Woods. So if you were listening to this pre Thursday night, Bob Woods start him. But anyway, yeah, welcome on to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Before we jump into our starts and sits for week five, check out our website, fantasygamings.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs, Instagram at the Fantasy Champions. Uh, you can like us Facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. And then we're on TikTok at the FF Champs. Uh, go check us out over there. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platforms, be sure to leave a review. Share this pod with your friends. And then if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. Excuse me. Click the bell for noties. And then like and comment down below. Um, it's going to be interesting, this little this little podcast, especially because I'm just going to find out who the wide receiver is mid-show. <clears throat> We're going to start. So that's good. You ready yeah, that's gonna. You ready to get a pop, Rick? Yeah, bro. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's start with the starts of the week for week five. Um, and at quarterback we got none other than our good friend Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe. So here, here's a big thing. Here's a, I'm gonna go find a league where uh, we got actual quarterback scoring that's correct. Uh, and then I'm going to pull up Joe Burrow's name so I can accurately talk about his fantasy production. Um, anyway, so yes, Joe Burrow started the season. He had 18, 13, and 18 fantasy points in the in the start to the season. And he had kind of a difficult stretch of games. Um, he had Chicago, who was difficult. Um, he didn't really... I, it looks like he was just put in a position against Pittsburgh where there was a lot of turnovers. He had 172 yeah, yards and three right. touchdowns. So it feels like he didn't really get and only had 18 passes. So it sounds like they got out to an early lead in that game. I can't really remember what happened. They did. They did. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, he, he, he hasn't really been throwing a lot of yards. He hasn't really had a lot of pass attempts in his, in the game so far this year, which is kind of surprising. Um, 
But this past week against Jacksonville, he had 32 pass attempts, 25 completions, 348 yards, two touchdowns. Hasn't really provided a rushing floor, which is interesting. So, I mean, if this stuff continues for Joe Burrow, it looks like season long. He's more like, a, I hate to say this is gross, but like a Baker, May, a Baker Mayfield fantasy asset, which is disgusting. Um, it's not like you're going to say Baker Poopfield. Yeah, Baker Poopfield could could go either way. You know, I'll see you at this point. Um, but yeah, no, he's got Green Bay, Detroit coming up. Um, but Green Bay this week, he's at home. Green Bay is actually, you know, usually they're, they're pretty good. Jair Alexander is like their best player in the secondary, but he's about it for them mm-hmm. at this point so far in the season. Um, they just signed Jalen Smith from after Dallas cut him, right? Is that correct? Yes. I, I, I don't know so, if he's yeah. playing this week and I don't know if that has an effect on Joe Burrow, but this is a good week for this is a really good week for Joe Burrow uh, to start him. Um, I was reading something that says right now, so far this year, he has uh, a ninety-two, uh, yeah, a ninety-two point zero PFF passing grade on the season. Um, so he he has had a decent season. The Green Bay Packers ranked 29th in passing touchdowns mm-hmm. this year, uh, passing touchdown rate allowed this season. So. Yeah, I think I think for him he's a good start this week. Um, I don't expect him to score thirty to thirty-five fantasy points, but if you're streaming quarterbacks and you need a starter, you got Joe Burrow on your bench, um, and you're not sure about the guy that's starting in the game, then yes, I would go with Joe Burrow for the week. Yeah, I don't think Burrow's getting a, a thirty-point week unless he throws for like six touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see that happening either. But yeah, if you're streaming quarterbacks, so you you can't decide which. Have two guys mm-hmm. um, who are kind of in the same tier. I think you go with Burrow here against Green Bay, like you said. Um, Green Bay has struggled against the past this season. He's coming off a good week where he got 22 fantasy points. It feels like another week where he can get 20. He has T. Higgins coming back. So it should be a good game for Burrow um, to put up some decent numbers. Uh, by the way, I put two receivers in there. Okay. So All right. So I can choose one or talk about both. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Or, I mean- yeah, choose one. I'm going to change it up this week. Okay. We're going to continue talking about quarterbacks. Oh. Okay. All right. This is why you ask every week because we do it yeah, differently you, every you know week. Sure. <laughs> we do do it differently every week, though. <laughs> um, no. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the quarterback set of the week right now. Um, And you didn't disagree with this one? Just no, I did not. All right. Nice. No. Okay. So. This one could backfire, though. This one very, very. Very much could backfire, but hey, I like big risks. So Jimmy Garoppolo has uh, suffered some form of injury, which, you know, if you were projecting out the season, I, you, you should never, when you're, when you're projecting your fantasy season, you should never project injuries. Like that's, mm. I don't know. Like, I feel like understand that there's a guy who might be injury prone, but if you're purchasing a player at a higher value uh, in drafts, because you think the guy ahead of him that's going to get hurt? That's just poor fantasy, like analysis and play, um, to me. But anyway, so Jimmy does get hurt. Trey Lance, who a lot of people liked coming into the year, I saw him being drafted in sixth in the sixth round in some redraft leagues, which was a little high for me, Gosh. considering that he was not going to get draft. He was basically not going to play unless Jimmy got hurt. Um, yeah, this QBB by QBBC thing is not really a thing it's it's just kind of like uh you know they were copying the saints for five minutes and then it didn't really work 
but, but anyway, um, so for me, the way that I look at this right now is that Trey Lance, he this past week he had 20 fantasy points, and everyone said Jimmy got hurt in the first half. Second half, you know, Trey Lance went out, and on half the snap percentage that he would normally get, he had 20 fantasy points. And so the assumption is if he played a full game that he would have 40 in his first game as a starter uh, and that he would be that good. And I'm I'm kind of here to tell you, I, I don't want to rip things away, but I don't think that's going to be the case. That's very, very, very efficient, efficient football. Um, he's going up against Arizona, who has been absolutely freaking deadly to the quarterback position so far. They they have sh- basically shut down. I mean, the Buccaneers gave up a crap ton of fantasy points to Matt Stafford, I believe, the week prior. Stafford goes out and has a bad week against um, against the Arizona Cardinals defense. Uh, so I, yep. I think for me at this point, when you look at Trey Lance, it's it's a it's a sit for me, A, because I think there's going to be a lot, for a lot of people, there's going to be expectations coming into this game that he's going to be able to score a lot of fantasy points. He's a quarterback that is, to me, when you watch him on film, the most unpolished quarterback among the rookies. And the rookies have not, I don't know, Rick, you tell me if this is wrong, but the rookie, the rookies so far have not looked great. <laughs> Some of yeah, them have nah. shown flashes. And some of them have had decent fantasy outings, um, but for the most part, none of them have really provided much. And if you, if you look at it from the standpoint of their rookies, it's not bad. But no, right, it's right, like right. standalone. Yeah, but just great. the value that the excitement yeah. that people apply to a player who's a rookie because they wanted to see him play and they heard all this hype right. and all this stuff, yeah. right? And so that's what's happening right now. But when you go and go actually watch the film of Trey Lance. And and determine for yourself whether or not you trust this player going into your fantasy lineup this week. Because yes, he threw two touchdown passes. What did you say? One was on a screen pass, and one was just a blown coverage. One was a bubble screen with like fifty. It was in the last drive of the game, so yeah. it was a pure trash time touchdown. And the other one was um, a deep ball to Debo Samuel, which he underthrew by about five yards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he Debo was just so wide open, he stopped, got it, and, and then took off. He had to stop to catch it, and he still scored. I mean, it was just a blown blown coverage. So for me, I think the excitement's there. Obviously, everyone wants to see Trey Lance like play, but I really do feel like he's not ready to start an NFL game. And now his first start's gonna be against Arizona. And, you know, a defense that has improved and they've been very good against veteran quarterbacks. Um, So this is going to be a tough game for Trey Lance. And I think it could be one where things go south very quickly. Um, And it's just it's I don't know. I, I don't see him throwing two touchdowns and rushing for 50 yards and doing all that stuff. Yeah. Um, he'll scramble, but it's just going to be, I think it's going to be a bad game for Trey Lance and it's not a game you want to play him in. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just, every time I see him play, it's just like, he's so polished. It's, it's ridiculous. You know, this, this is one where it could backfire on us because he could just get like a hundred yards rushing and a touchdown. And then yeah. it's like, he's totally fine. Right. And, but, if um, they can get the yeah. ball down the field that far. And then he, yeah, sure. Well, he, he goes like he goes like fourteen for thirty three, but he has like one sixty yard touchdown. So 
It doesn't matter. Right. Um, but I think overall he's going to struggle as well against Arizona. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you see the, the raw potential with Trey Lance. He's, he kind of, you said he looked like Josh Allen. I think mm-hmm. that's what Kyle Shanahan drafted him for is to be a Josh Allen type player. Mm-hmm. Um, he's big. He has a cannon. He's fast too. Um, he has some good accurate throw when he throws the ball accurately, like over the middle of the field, it's, it's a great throw every time. Um, he just misses so many throws, misses a lot of reads. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's clearly a rookie and I think against Arizona, we'll see that, that he's not quite ready to be, um, mm-hmm. a starter on a week to week basis, but we'll see. I mean, maybe he could prove us wrong and throws 400 yards and three touchdowns. So. Yeah, this uh, this little like paragraph on PFS website uh, says the Cardinals rank last in yards per carry and thirty first in PFF run defense grade so far this year, um, and then conversely they are strong against the pass, ranking fifth in uh, PFS pass coverage grade um, and first in explosive pass percentage allowed. Uh, so that basically means uh, they're not going to be giving up those Debo Samuel touchdown plays. <laughs> Um, yeah. so a, a lot of people are anticipating that the 49ers game plan going into this, especially with Trey Lance is going to be to hand the ball off to Trey Sermon, Eliza Mitchell, whoever is running the football for them a million times, um, and beat the Cardinals on the ground, not through the air. So this is just that there's a, there's a very high expectation that he's, he's not, unless like Rick said, he goes for a hundred yards rushing and a touchdown. Like that's the only way that I see him having a really great fantasy week. It's almost like uh, I sit him this week in all formats and just wait and see what happens um, instead of starting him. But if this is like your only option at quarterback, just beware of what, which it shouldn't be. There's plenty of options on the way for wire, but uh, if this is your only option at quarterback right now and you have to start him, like start him and, and know that this might not be the best night for Trey Lance or day or whatever right. time they're playing. doesn't really matter. So, yep. Anyway, you ready to move on? Yeah. Um, so the next guy that we have are the running backs. We have Leonard Fournette against Miami. Fournette is, is interesting. And the thing that I find interesting about Fournette is that he is now seeing uh, a – a very high snap percentage. You you go back to week one, and when I think Fournette fumbled or blew a, a blew a uh, what is it called a a block and Brady got hit or whatever. It's just they put oh, him man. in the doghouse. Since then he's been there because Fournette game one had a sixty five percent snap percentage. Game two and three he had forty nine and thirty six um, against the Rams. They were just passing it out the whole game. So even though they were blowing the team out, I was like, what are you guys doing? But Against New England, this is the first time we've seen Leonard Fournette start to take hold of a a full-time role. He had 82% snap percentage um, against New England, and Miami is a very, very easy run defense. They've allowed the third most fantasy points to the running back position this season. So um, I would start Leonard Fournette this year. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he's going to get a lot of touchdown opportunities because Brady just seems to be throwing it whenever he gets the opportunity, but we'll see. We'll I was going to say that, that could, but that means running backs are due for a game where they get like three rushing touchdowns and Brady mm-hmm. doesn't throw at all. Um, I've been waiting so they for are that, due. Happened last year a bunch. Right. Well, I think they're still due for a game like that. It could be this week against Miami. Yeah. Um, where, yeah, the run, Miami's defense has been pretty good actually this year, but it's their, their strength is in the passing defense. Yeah. Um, they have very good corners. 
uh, decent linebackers, but yeah, they're, they're, they definitely give up. The game plan could be very similar to that of what they did last week against new England. Yeah, it probably will be. Um, well, I mean, at least until the second half because Brady wanted to pass it clearly, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, they just, they implemented a lot of run in the second yeah, half. Yeah, I, I think they're going to run the ball a decent amount again. Um, they also didn't have Bernard last week, so Fournette not only got all of the mm-hmm. rushing work, but he also got all, all the receiving work. I don't know if Bernard is out again this week. I think he might be. He's going to be listed as questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, he's limited in practice, so we'll see. Because if he doesn't play, then Fournette is a really, really good start. Even if he does play, I think he's a decent start just because Miami's rush defense is horrible. And it feels like Ronald Jones is really, really in the dog doghouse. I don't know what happened. I mean, last year, like, it was kind of like one week it was Fournette, the next week it was Ronald Jones, and the next week it was mm-hmm. Fournette, the next week it was Ronald Jones. This year, it's been Fournette, 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 Fournette. Like, Ronald Jones is just not – he's getting 17% snap mm-hmm. percentage, 16% snap percentage. Yep. Fournette, I mean, Ronald Jones had a 9% snap percentage in week mm-hmm. one. So I don't know what it's, I think you know, he just fumbled once and then he they're just it. done with him. And I think I think you know you see a lot of people have just straight up dropped Ronald Jones. And so I think it's Fournette. It's the ever since that playoff game or the playoff games that he went he basically went absolutely bonkers in what do they call him playoff Lenny? Yeah. <laughs> he essentially he essentially just took the job and now he's just running with it. So which is smart for them. They don't really need to implement a multi-back approach. I just thought it was going to be Rojo that took that jump. Yeah. Not Fournette. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, it should be a good game for Leonard Fournette. Let's talk about the sit of the week at running back for us. It's Miles Gaskin. He just blows. He's not good. Um, he literally got out-snapped by Malcolm Brown last week. Yeah, they benched 35. him. They essentially just benched him. Um, Malcolm Brown did blow in the game. He was terrible. So I would expect there's a good chance. Miles Gaskin snaps uh, increase, but on the flip side of this and the other on the other team, the Buccaneers are playing this week uh, is miles Gaskin. Damien Harris was shut down. Ezekiel Elliott was shut down in week one. Um, They're shutting down. Basically. I think Henderson was shut down when they played the Rams too. It's, I don't know if he played in that game. or not. I don't know why. Um, Gaskin got shut down because the last two weeks he was their best runner in terms of yards per carry. Um, I think it it's something to do with the coaching staff where they just yeah they're just not excited them. about him. For it's also reason. weird too because um, you know they put too much stock in 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 practice performances. To be honest with you, I feel like coaches spend a lot of time talking and thinking about how a player performs in practice, but it's not how they actually perform in game. You know, and so it's like they need to take some kind of stock in the fact that the, a player plays better in a certain situation in game right. than they do in practice, you know? Um, yeah. And I think, uh, with like Gaskin, I, I don't own I don't own Gaskin in any league. Of course I own him in one league, yeah, which is the home, league. the home league. But, um, I didn't like looking at him once Tua went down. I was like, okay, this offense is going to blow mm-hmm. and it has, um, you know, they've had decent moments, but overall, without Tua, they're 0-3, and their offense hasn't done much. So I'm like, once Tua comes back, yeah. I was hoping that the offense would come back and you know perform. But if they're going to bench Miles Gaskin, like, I don't know. Randomly. <laughs> right. And they clearly have an issue with him. 
in particular, which is really concerning. And against Tampa, I wouldn't have started him anyway. Like, even if you take out, like, let's say he, he put up like 10 points last week mm-hmm. and just had like a, a fine week. Right. I wouldn't start him against Tampa anyway because of that defense. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, I was just about to, I was just about to say that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they have been ridiculous against the running back position so far this year. So, I mean, out of anybody, especially like last week, I was like, don't start Harris. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This week, <laughs> this week, you definitely don't start Gaskin. Um, you got to pull that guy out of your lineup. Um, let's move to the wide receiver position, wide receiver start of the week. Um, I'll choose one. Let's go Jalen Waddle at Tampa Bay. Okay. We'll go, we'll go. Actually, you know what? We just talked about that game way too much. Let's talk about Marvin Jones versus Tennessee. Um, <laughs> interestingly enough for Marvin Jones, um, and Jalen Waddle, by the way, is a fine play against Tampa. Just because that secondary is. Yeah, just because the secondary is so devastated. And, you know, I'm so glad they didn't get Stephen Gilmore. <laughs> oh, I know. That would be. <laughs> would be ridiculous. And then they get their guys back, Antoine Winfield and others. <laughs> it's been ridiculous. But I was, whatever. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Marvin Jones had a tough week this uh, past week. He had 93% snap percentage, only had three targets in the game, played against Cincinnati, had three fantasy points. So a lot of people were probably like, what the crap just happened? Um, This week against Tennessee, Tennessee has actually been terrible this year in a lot of ways, not just defensively, offensively. I don't really know what's going on for them, but I would start Marvin Jones against Tennessee. They've given up a lot of fantasy points to the wide receiver position, and it should be an interesting um, look this week. But they need to get back to targeting targeting Marvin Jones because he's actually been one of their best pass catchers on the season, believe uh-huh. it or not. And DJ Chark is out again. Is that right? He's out for the season. Oh, is he done for the year? Yeah. I thought it was just six weeks. No, I think he's out for the what year. What the frick? All right, anyway, so now Marvin Jones becomes the main, I guess the main guy, him and LaVisca. Um, so I would I would start Marvin Jones this week. Oh, yeah, hell, I'd start LaVisca Chenault too. Yeah, I'd start them both. I mean... So Marvin Jones, the first three weeks, even with Chark, was yeah. pretty good. And last week, he obviously disappointed. But Trevor Lawrence threw the ball the least amount he has in his whole career so far. He only had 24 pass attempts. Yeah, um, That's not going to happen against Tennessee two weeks in a row. I think um, that goes up to like 30, 35. And if he does that, I mean, he's really only throwing the ball to Marvin Jones mostly and LaVisca. And those guys are going to demand a big percent of the targets. So Marvin Jones is going to at least have opportunity and against Tennessee, which you said struggles in multiple ways this year, but in the past game in particular, it, it should allow Marvin Jones to have a bounce back week. I don't think he has two bad weeks in a row. I agree. Let's move to sit Tyler Boyd. Um, now this is a, this is a mediocre matchup against green Bay. It's not hard. It's not easy. So like this has to me, this isn't really too much about matchup. Um, T Higgins is projected to come back this week and chase is ascending. Jamar chase is ascending in this offense and in the NFL really. Um, uh, and Tyler Boyd and Jamar chases, uh, over the last two weeks, their target share has been 35 and 27, um, percent. So respectively, um, but with T Higgins coming back, I think a lot of that target share that Boyd was getting is going to decrease. Um, I think he'll probably be right around like 15%. Um, and I think it was, I think it was around 22% or something like that through week one and two. And he ended up with, a, I think he had like six targets a game or five targets a game on average. So 
But with T. Higgins out, this means that Tyler Boyd's not going to get a whole ton of target share. Um, he'll get like six to seven targets, and he'll have a decent game. But I don't think it's worth jumping out and throwing him in your starting lineup because you want you're gonna you have the expectation of what he did over the last two to three weeks, um, which I don't think he's going to repeat. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's not necessarily the matchup. I mean, we talked about Burrow as our start of the week, so it's clear that the Packers secondary mm-hmm. um, has some good players, but also has some very bad players. So it's not the worst matchup. It's not the best matchup for Tyler Boyd, but yeah. um, it's more just that opportunity. Like you said, T. Higgins is going to – he's going to be a big part of the offense when he comes back, and as you said, Jamar Chase is ascending. I think Tyler Boyd is a good player, and he's going to find weeks where he puts up – Good, good numbers anyway. Mm. Um, and Burrow's going to look to get him the ball. But, yeah, this week he could struggle. He, he had 11 targets but only a 62% snap percentage, which is mm. interesting. Um, so we'll see how that plays out going forward. But, yeah, against Green Bay, I think he might take a backseat to those two guys. Okay, let's move to tight end. Tight end start of the week. And we'll do these relatively quickly because the tight end position is just a hole. Um, but, hey, Hunter Henry makes the list. Wow. Okay. He's going up against Houston. Um, I Just to go through the first three games of the season, he had four points against Miami. Miami has been giving up some fantasy points to the tight end position. New England was trying to figure out their offense. It was pretty vanilla. Week two, they played the Jets, and, and week three, they played New Orleans, and he had five and six fantasy points in those two weeks. Uh, both of those defenses have been pretty good against the tight end position so far this year. They played Tampa. Tampa gives up a lot of fantasy points to the tight end position, uh, and they they – Gave 11 to Hunter Henry. Now, granted, he caught a touchdown. So that's one thing. Uh, but I think the Patriots figured out against Tampa Bay what they want to do for the rest of the season. And I think it's going to be, yep. you know, spread the wide receivers out, get a tight end on the field, and try to use that tight end down the middle of the field when they have an opportunity. Um, Hunter Henry has basically been the Patriots' tight end one through the first couple weeks of the season here. And he's been outpacing mm-hmm. Jonu Smith uh, in routes run on the season. They're playing Houston, like I said. They're going to give up a lot of fantasy points. So I feel like if this is a week for Hunter Henry, it's probably this one. <laughs> Hope he catches a touchdown. Yeah. There. Yeah, I mean, it seems or like his, the momentum bad. for him is he's going up. He's gotten better each week in terms of fantasy points. I think this week against Houston, he has another opportunity to uh, to play well. I think he's got a good, very good chance to get another touchdown. My only concern is that the Patriots are winning like 20 to – to zero or something, and yeah, they just one the touch. Who else are they going to throw the touchdown to? Two two rushing touchdowns is a brain and bowling. Freaking a, bro! <laughs> don't don't bring that in here. I I don't want that crap. <laughs> I don't either. I'm just saying. <laughs> Mac Jones throws 150 <laughs> yards, zero touchdowns, zero yeah, interceptions. Ruins our soul. Yeah. Um. No, but it yeah it, it is a good opportunity opportunity though for Henry to have a decent week. Um. And honestly, at this point, I would trust him over Johnny. Okay. Fair enough. Sit of the week, uh, tight end, Robert Tanyan. Uh, Bob, I love you, buddy. But I feel like the run is over. Um, the run's over. Like Chris Carson is out for tonight's he, game. He, I told you. Okay, all right. He did have remember. seven targets. He did. This past week. That was good. Two catches that, for eight yards. That's not, that's not good. That's not um, good. So Cincinnati doesn't give, a lot, give up a lot of fantasy points to the tight end position, but... Um, this guy's not really on that list for this. He just hasn't been producing. He hasn't been performing. Um, he's been basically touchdown dependent, and until he proves that he can do it, 
uh, he should not be in your lineup. To be honest with Tanya, though, I feel like he was kind of like this last year. He just had more good than bad. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's really much different. Um, he's just touchdown dependent still. And he shouldn't, he shouldn't be starting week to week at this right. point. Like you said, I agree. Uh, until, until he does prove otherwise, mm-hmm. but yeah, he, he is still going to have a week or two though, where he gets like 15 fantasy points out of nowhere. And we're like, Oh, here he comes. And you look at the stat line. It's like three catches, two touchdowns. Yeah, so, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I would, I would sit him on the week. Yeah, I would too. There you go. Starts and sits week five in the books. Uh, if 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 I if this somehow gets out before Thursday night football begins, start Bob Tanyan. If not, uh, we could look like absolute idiots. You mean Bob Woods? Listen. Bob Woods. I'm sorry, not Bob yeah, Tanyan. Tanyan was our sit. Him. See you later, guys. <laughs> later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube, and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.